Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Angelique Munyange is a Congolese-born, South African-raised, and Los Angeles-based actress. In South Africa, Angelique performed in musicals and plays, gracing the stages of the Grand West Grand Arena, as well as the Baxter Theatre, and also took part in the Shakespeare Film Festival. Her acting talent saw her moving to Los Angeles to pursue a degree in acting and filmmaking to further her training in the field. She received her Bachelor in Fine Arts at the New York Film Academy, Summer Cum Laude. Outside of acting, Angelique has experience as a writer, assistant director, producer, and digital imaging technician. She is also a voiceover artist in both English and French. Up next on Slimpswand, we've got Angelique Munyanga. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? <sighs> um, thank you so much for having me. Right now in my life, there's a strike going on in LA mm. for the actors and writers. So I'm just focusing on supporting them. I'm still working on my personal things like writing and keeping up with my acting classes just to pass the time. Um, but right now, everything else is good in my life in L.A. Do we know how long the strike is going to be? Um, so far, I think the writer's strike has been um, almost 100 days soon. Um, and the writer's strike, the actor's strike is only now beginning. So I have no clue and I'm not going to make any guesses, but I do hope everyone gets what they're looking for and people are paid the yeah, way they should be paid. Exactly. But I mean, this AI stuff, I find it a little scary. How do you feel about it? You know, when I read that headline, I, I, I did a double take because I've done background before and just uh, it's like a real job that people do, um, especially those who are in the union. It sustains their entire life because um, you get paid enough to live your life for most of the days. Yeah. So the fact that they want to raise that completely was just shocking because it's it's real people with real jobs. Um, so I really do hope that's something that we don't see happening. Yeah. Let's mm -hmm. rewind to what age you decided you wanted to be in the entertainment industry and how did that journey progress to where we are today? I think it's so funny when I look back that I had so much conviction um, at what is now a younger age. Mm. Um, towards the end of high school, um, I had friends who were also acting and interested in the entertainment mm. industry. And it's something that I really enjoyed uh, doing most of the time. It really made me feel grounded as a person. So around the age of, I want to say 16, mm. 17, I started to get more serious or more grounded in the fact that I, I do want to pursue this. Um, and then I moved to LA uh, right after I was 19. And it's just, it's just been like that uh, for the last few years. So tell me, what about playing another character or another person grounds you as a person? One of the things that we did in some of my acting classes is make a list uh, of how the character is like you and mm. how the character isn't like you, like the fundamental differences. And one of the greatest things that I found in acting is uh, playing roles of people that you don't like. Mm. Like you really dislike the character because I think it builds your empathy and allows you to look at life in a very different fashion. And I, I try connecting with people is one of the biggest things in my life. So getting to act is just a better way of understanding different people in different situations. And that's why it's grounding. It's interesting you say that. So I'm a master Reiki instructor, right? And in Reiki, they teach us 
if a person is allowing you to feel negative emotions like people you don't like, is because they're mirroring something within you that you have not yet acknowledged about yourself. Mm-hmm. So by playing them, you could potentially figure that out. Yeah, you're not even wrong. Um, <laughs> I've heard that notion before and I it always worries me because it makes me look internally like when I, I realize I don't like something about someone, I'm like, what is going on internally for me to feel such uh, visceral feelings? Yep. So, yeah. so a good a way you can play with it is let the experience finish. Then think about it as you're watching a movie on a screen. So mm-hmm. you objective, right? Mm-hmm. And then you say, you watch the scene play out and then you say, what about this bothers me? And then you'll get to a sentence or a word and you say, then how do I do the same in my life? And it won't be necessarily to other people. It might be to yourself or mm-hmm. energetically. It's not an exact mirror. So it definitely helps me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I will definitely consider that for the future. Yeah. So you got to LA in, uh, at the age of 19. So tell us, what have you been doing there? When I first moved here, I started with school. Um, I live right next to my college called the New York Film Academy. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to have a lot of my classmates live in the same building. So it really helped facilitate the time we spent on uh, growing as actors within the school realm and outside. Um, and then once I graduated, I was lucky enough to join this uh, organization, I would say, which is a group of women in the industry called Women in Film. And the whole initiative is to bridge the gap between with inequality within the film industry. And through them, it's a guild, um, just like any other one in uh, the film industry. Mm. And it's allowed me to connect and meet people with the same intentions of just working in the industry, creating better opportunities. Um, and since then I've started working with, um, I've actually worked with a lot of South Africans while I've been here, um, a lot of actors, filmmakers, um, and I've created good relationships with them. And right now my focus is really working with people who have the same intentions of uh, long running careers um, while still like sharing stories that matter to them. Yeah, uh, that educate people as well. So that woman in film was that featured on the Oscars last year or the year before? I I don't know. I um a lot of members of women in film are obviously other people who work in the industry, mm. and something they've started or they work with is the reframe stamp. I believe mm-hmm. I hope I'm not right now, yeah. but it's basically acknowledging films in the industry that have at least 50% equality within roles of leadership in the project, basically um, equal men and women and just uh, like that across the board. So I think movies get that stamp and you'll see them in the Oscars and stuff. Okay. And it's, just, it's communicating with them. And equal pay for the males and females, correct? Uh, mostly equal uh, opportunity or equal yes. roles. Uh, hopefully we're fighting for that. I think it's so interesting to hear, especially A-list actors reflect on how they had to fight for some of their colleagues to get mm. the same payment. Uh, it's crazy that, well, it's not crazy that it happens, but I'm glad there are people who take the initiative to fix that or bridge that gap. I think previously they were scared if they spoke up meant they would burn bridges so then they wouldn't get roles, so they just accepted it, mm-hmm. which is also mm-hmm. not okay. Yeah. Are you finished studying at the film school? Yes, I am. I finished sometime last year. And how long was the course? Um, initially, I did a one-year program okay. there, and then I did a work permit and really enjoyed it and wanted to further and like understand my 
acting techniques uh, a little bit further. So I stayed and finished my bachelor degrees here. And so in total, we'll say three years. So what do you study in a course like that? It's not just you being on the stage playing characters. What else? (laughs) What do you guys do? You know, it's so funny because um, I think back to all the things that I learned and how it's impacted my life because it's essentially like any bachelor degrees with Mm -hmm. um, the added factors that most of your classes revolve around acting. And we have different courses. One of that that I really enjoyed was um, entertainment law. So um, I just, yeah, I got to understand the industry um, and like feel prepared for when I am signing bigger contracts and things like that. Basically, every subject that we would have here would find a way to revolve within the acting sphere. Mm. We did um, environmental sciences, like mathematics and things like that, but they found a way to ground it in Um, acting and one of the things we did for environmental sciences was finding ways to have a sustainable outlook on how to make sets more um, sustainable Mm. and cleaner and stuff like that so we had that and then in terms of the acting classes we had classes where we focused on refining our craft um, on the stage on camera we also had classes that taught you how to be a better commercial actor Mm. because there's a formula that helps you book commercials that you can do and it's really funny that it works and it just opens your eyes how you can sharpen your tools and when you walk into an audition you just feel stronger in your choices i like that so tell us the difference between when you're acting on stage and behind the camera so for people who do not understand that what are the differences i started on stage Mm -hmm. and one of the things that the stage teaches you is how to open yourself up and really convey your feelings with your body and emote in a way that is understandable to the person at the back of the theater. And when you start acting for the camera, you kind of have to reel all of that back in and with the camera, like right up to your (laughs) nose, basically you have to learn to tune that down and just kind of, have the subtleties yes and remember that like you are human uh having human experiences just with the camera in front of you so there's like little subtleties that you do not need on a stage so it's learning to tune that down and like reel it all in while still conveying that strength and power that you would have on the stage and does that take a little bit of time to get used to Great question. Yes and no. Mm. I think there's little moments where um, you will use techniques from theater that you don't need on camera and that you just need fine tuning for and like turning that off because things that look small on the stage just look a lot more intense on camera. So you you can't do the same intensity of movement and things like that. You just have to like internalize it a bit more to seem a little bit more realistic or grounded rather. I suppose because when you're doing it on cameras, like people act every day, they like don't bounce around, scream and shout. Well, I do, but I mean, they're not like they're (laughs) on stage. So you practice it all the time every day. So it's not like it's you learning something new, actually. Mm -hmm. We just need to have a camera in your face. (laughs) I think, that's what's funny a lot of people once they at least when you're starting out um or even like further in your journey for acting the moment a camera comes on people they feel like they have to start acting and it creates a disconnect because they they're doing what they think they're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and they behave in a way that you're supposed to behave Mm -hmm. like 
and they remove themselves from acting like a person. And you can kind of see that disconnect when it happens because some of the best roles is, um, are the ones that aren't forced. There's a force that happens that anyone, when they're in front of a camera, like they, they switch on for the camera and it's learning to not have that on for the camera and instead just focusing on what feels authentically you. Um, I saw an audition recently and some, I follow some people who review auditions for people in Mm. uh, big movies. And this was for Daisy Jones and the six. Yes. And audition for the actress, the person who was reviewing it said that the thing that stood out for him was that she made the character authentically her. She just brought herself into that role. And when actors do that, it makes a huge difference in how the role is performed. Absolutely. And the minute you see cameras, people actively, like you say, so reality programs are not really reality (laughs) because they're cameras there and they're automatically switching the way they act. Mm -hmm. Mm. And there's also, (laughs) for reality shows, producers um, kind of guiding what they want to happen. I have a friend in advertising and she used to be a script writer for television and she was she worked on one of the reality shows and they gave them scripts so uh-huh. <laughs> not even surprised yeah tell us what you've been on and it, i suppose it's only in america so we can google it on youtube right now the projects that i'm doing um like my own personal projects they are in post-production and okay. about to do festival runs so i'm not allowed to bring them out just okay. yet i have not made my television television debut yet so that is a work in progress but right now if there is a a streaming website called hulu here and my commercials are just currently streaming on there um i did a commercial uh for a brand called Regisil and for a um that's a feminine hygiene product and i also did one for chime which is a investing app here so both of those run on Hulu and sometimes on own. Um, I always get friends messaging me saying that they saw my face, which is always a nice reminder of what I'm doing. <laughs> you said it earlier, you're preparing to sign the big contracts. So what is your bucket list of type of contracts or type of roles? I, The older I get, I really enjoy stability. <laughs> okay. uh, I really love um, a sense of, just feeling grounded like I the same way I want in my acting and mm-hmm. I would love a uh, a lead in a TV show just um, where I get to perfect a role and add to the character uh, grow the relationship with the other characters around me um, that's really the number one on the bucket list so like a six season type uh, series yes and then you do would- the next six seasons the spin-off <laughs> Oh, oh, you know, um, I know a lot of people get so worried about not finding work after a show. I, I enjoy following a lot of actors' careers and seeing how it goes for them and the differences that they have on different shows. And I definitely wouldn't want something where people can't imagine me in different programs, but I also want to build a, a strong enough character that people can recall and be like, ah, oh, Damn, I remember her in that role. Exactly. You know, but I think back in the 70s and 80s when actors were locked into a show, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it was part of the contract, I'm starting to be corrected, but they couldn't do other shows. You never really saw them on anything else except maybe a summer movie. But these days, like they do guest spots there, guest spots there. Yeah. Was it 
allows them to be seen as something else besides their character they're known as. I actually read an article about this recently um, as people were discussing the issues with what's going on in Hollywood. Mm. Sometimes when you're in between like seasons, yes, you they don't allow you to take other jobs for some of the companies. So you're you're stuck waiting to hear from them and what's going to happen and you're not working. So it kind of puts you in a position of choosing opportunities that like you're holding and letting go mm. of other things that you, that could also like fulfill your life or bring great things in. So it's, it's tricky. But that should be part of the new contracts that they discuss that they pay you an extra amount. They pay you guys an extra amount if they won't keep holding you. Oh, it's, it's so tricky because there's been a lot of jobs um, where I receive a call. They want, they ask me if I'm available and to keep those days locked for them. And I have to tell them that I'm keeping those days locked for them. And I've lost out on opportunities uh, like that on like working days that I had because I had to hold those days. And then you find out that they release you and they don't need you after you've already like left those days open. Do they not tell you? Um, I'm very lucky to have an agent and a manager. And if I'm released, they contact me and they tell me okay. that they no longer have a hold. Yeah. Okay. So your bucket list of three male actors you want to work with and three female actors in whatever movie, television show. And I know this will change every time I ask you this. So I recognize that. Oh, have I thought about this? I would obviously love to work with someone like Viola Davis. Um, Just watching her perform is crazy. Um, I just, I watched Barbie the other day. Yes. And, Oh, super great movie. Ten it out is of ten brilliant. It's so good. It's great. Um, but watching Margot Robbie act is like the way she did that role and all the other roles that she's done before. Uh, I would love to work with her because I think mm. it'd be a really dynamic experience. Oh man, I'm blanking on names. Um, I enjoy watching a lot of shows more than watching movies. Okay. Um, and I've stopped picking up names of people, which is bad. I should have more names, uh, but those are but, the ones that stand out for me. So right let's now. change it to genres of type of movie and television. So like action or comedy or mm-hmm. drama, three that you love to do. You know what I'll tell you is when I started acting, um, doing a drama is a lot easier for me. It it really is my bread and butter. I it, It's not difficult um, and what I've started doing and I'm not too terrible at is comedy. So drama would obviously be my easy first choice. Mm-hmm. But if I managed to do um, comedic projects, I would really impress myself. It, it would shock me <laughs> because it, it's really a hard craft that people don't realize is really difficult to find that to not try to be funny, but to just are funny yeah it's it's difficult it's it, it scares it's me a, but i, if I it's yeah. like timing having the right beat exactly i would also love to be on a medical drama i i really enjoy those and i watch so many of them so uh, one of the classes we had we had to do a script reading of a gray's anatomy episode mm. just so we for when we hopefully do medical dramas we know Not how hopefully to when you do do it it's manifested yes <laughs> we know the medical jargon and those words <laughs> are not for the week so it was a really good experience just learning how to do that for the future 
It's interesting when I said your six seasons, the next show, I, I saw my mind, Grey's Anatomy. So it's funny that you said that. <laughs> uh, well, fingers crossed. I'd love to be on a Grey's Anatomy like show. I also watch Chicago Fire mm. and uh, Chicago Med. Mm. I really enjoyed New Amsterdam. Okay. It ended like last year or something, but it's one of the really good shows that I've seen for a medical drama. As a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? I think the most important thing I'm learning right now is patience. Mm-hmm. With the strike and different things happening here, you you really need to ground yourself. I feel like that's the, the biggest thing that I've said in, in this whole podcast mm-hmm. is grounding yourself and not having that anxious energy that leads you to shake and miss out on things or put yourself in a situation when you lose out on opportunities because you didn't have the patience or you weren't grounded. So I would say when you have ideas of things you want to do, things you want to accomplish and things aren't, don't happen to be working the way that you want, instead of giving up, just giving it a beat, reassessing and having that patience is what is going to bring whatever you're looking for. It might not be exactly how you planned it, but having that patience allows you to see things further. So for anyone who is listening, uh, I hope that this instills a level of patience internally and helps you get where you're trying to go.